Fantastic Fantasy Football Podcast. It's another one of our short edition fantasy football in 15 here on a Sunday evening, taking a look ahead at week seven waivers. Michael Beller and Brandon Funston doing that for you. Funston, what's going on? How's your Sunday been treating you? Oh, you know, just been uh, lazing around the couch, watching Red Zone, watching games. Uh, yeah, it's been it's been good. Life is good when I'm doing that. <laughs> Life is definitely good when we're uh, when we're doing that. And uh, what a Sunday it's been. Uh, one thing that we're going to have left out, I think, of this Sunday, Funston, is really uh, some big waiver wire gem. It's just it's going to be a very slow week unless something changes in either the Sunday night game between the Steelers and the Seahawks or the Monday night game between the Bills and the Titans. It's looking like maybe the most paltry week on the waiver wire of this 2021 season. So we want to caveat everything we're about to say with that. There is, not only is there not someone who you're going to go crazy for most likely this week, there's maybe not even someone who you're going to go like just a, a little bit beyond a min bid for. It's just a, a looking like a really, really slow, leak, slow week on the waiver wire. I guess let's start out in Baltimore, Funston, because I do think that that's the team that's going to give us the most intriguing players on the waiver wire this week. Latavius Murray got hurt for the Ravens toward the end of that game. Uh, no real word as to the severity of the injury just yet, but uh, you know, this is a, a running situation that could suddenly open up if he is indeed out. We saw him, Devontae Freeman, and Le'Veon Bell all score touchdowns in the Ravens' win over the Chargers. Tyson Williams inactive again, but if uh, if Latavius Murray's out for a little while, maybe that uh, becomes a situation where Williams is back in the lineup. Let's just play a scenario where we hear, you know, by time we're placing our bids, Funston, that Latavius Murray's going to miss, you know, a couple of weeks or whatever. Are, are you doing anything with the Baltimore backfield? Oh, I don't really want to. I think you absolutely hit the nail on the head by saying that you may not just want to go in on on these guys. I mean, Tyson Williams would be interesting a little bit, but he's been, you know, he's been deactivated a couple times for all these other guys, and you just wonder, is it like, you know, I know originally the narrative was that uh, he was, you know, was having problems with the mesh point with the handoffs, um, and it was something that where they didn't have the trust in him, and you just wonder if it's, you know, it's a matter of trust. And it, the reason he's being de- deactivated, because every time he's out there, it seems like he's the most lively mm-hmm. guy, has the most juice. But then, you know, th- no momentum goes his way, and then he's deactivated. So you wonder, okay, if he is activated, which, he, you know, Murray's out, we assume he is. But then is he the number three guy? And we've seen a lot more Devonta Freeman, uh, more Le'Veon Bell. So, uh, you know, I'm not going to, you know, it, it would be kind of like just throw throw a buck, you know, a couple bucks at him. Uh, like you said, but I'm not going to go big on him. Would you? I mean, would you think about Freeman in a scenario where we know Latavius is going to miss some time? I mean, Freeman was the one who had the better game out of him and Le'Veon Bell. Nine carries for 53 yards and a touchdown. Also had two targets, didn't catch on either of them, but was involved. Le'Veon Bell, no targets in this game. I think if I'm... If, I, if we know Latavius is going to miss some time and I'm going after a Ravens back, I'm inclined to make it Devontae Freeman. But again, even if it's him, it's not going to be something I go too crazy for. Yeah, I think in the problem here, as you mentioned, he had the two targets, but that's kind of like high watermark typically for oh, a, yeah. a Ravens running back is getting targeted two to three times. They just don't throw to the running backs a whole lot. So you're talking, you know, you're, you can see a lot of like, oh, 12 carries for Freeman eight or nine carries for Bell, six, seven carries for Williams. It's like, who, who wants that? Especially if there's no if there's no bump in the passing game, typically. So, um, yeah, I'm with you, though. I would rank it as Freeman number one of this group going forward if Murray's out. 
people are going to be interested in it. We got to talk about it. It's certainly not just like a runaway from situation. There's a ton of running back injuries. That's why we saw all three of these guys score touchdowns this week. And Khalil Herbert had himself a big game. Chuba Hubbard got in the end zone again. I mean, this is just the, the running back landscape that we're dealing with does make someone like Devontae Freeman in a world where Latavius Murray is out interesting, but you are definitely going to want to keep your expectations in check. This is a min-bid sort of situation. If there is one guy, maybe that we would go over min-bid for, I'll just speak for myself, maybe that I will be going over min-bid for, it's potentially Rashad Bateman. Didn't do a ton in his first game, four catches for 29 yards, but he did have six targets. Led the Ravens with six targets, Mark Andrews also had six targets, and Marquise Brown has definitely uh, put up some nice numbers this season, but he had another bad drop on what should have been a touchdown in the win over the Chargers. That's been an issue for him this season. This team went out and made Rashad Bateman a first-round pick for a reason. Now they finally get him back active. It feels like they could work him into the offense where a we see our, a situation where it's really him and Marquise Brown without there being a clear number one between the two of them, and I think that could make him intriguing with the way they've been throwing the ball this season yeah I'm warming to this Baltimore passing game I know that was the intent going in is that they they wanted to add some more talent there start becoming a little bit more balanced uh you know not become just the obvious run team and to Lamar Jackson's credit he's not he's not a finished product by any means in the passing game but he's looking a lot better and when he just kind of looks like he's out there and he's just playing like it's you know recess football Man, he can make some great throws, and when when he looks comfortable back, I mean, he's looking more and more comfortable each week. So yeah, I'm starting to embrace the idea um, of of multiple people in this passing game actually having some value. It's been Marquise Brown's pretty consistently this year. Mark Andrews is really starting to step up, and really before Sammy Watkins got hurt, he wasn't doing terrible. So yep. um, yeah, and I loved Bateman. I thought it was you know a bummer that he went to Baltimore, but maybe this new you know as this team evolves into more of a passing game like it has it's going to be okay for Bateman if he can just you know stay healthy and 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 stay out there week in and week out yeah it's uh that, that's obviously going to be the thing that we're watching but the fact that I mean the fact that this is his first game right and like I mean I can't remember he suffered the injury like did he play at all in the preseason I, I honestly can't remember but it was if he played in the preseason, he maybe got in like one game. So we're talking about a rookie who didn't have a full summer, didn't get a full training camp, didn't get a full preseason workload. So he's really just sort of thrown into the fire uh, without really warming up whatsoever uh, in this game and right away gets six targets. I mean, that, that that's a, shows you what they think of him. It shows you the confidence they have in him. It shows you the role that they want him to play. A lot of times teams will tell us what they think about a player by doing things like this, by how they use him. And I think especially a rookie in his first game coming off an injury after having an incomplete summer and right away, boom, he's got the team leading targets for a week. Obviously, you know, six targets versus five for Marquise Brown. It's not like we're talking about 10 versus two or something like that, but just he was out there. He was active. They were asking him to do a lot in his first career game. So I think this is a role that we see increase as the season goes on. And that's why he's someone who, if there's going to be one guy, and even him, I'm not going to go crazy for, but if there is going to be one guy that I'll maybe extend a little bit for, it's probably Rashad Bateman this week. Let's let's talk about Mark Ingram. I know it's something that no one really wants to do, but our hand is sort of forced on this one, Funston. And I say that because he got 18 carries in the uh, Texans' loss to the Colts, a blowout loss, a game that was never close and still gave him 18 carries 16 a week ago against New England. He now has four games this season, Funston, with at least 14 carries, three games with at least 16 carries. I mean, can we continue to turn our nose up at a guy who is getting that much work considering what the running back landscape looks like? 
Well, I mean, I, I'm not loving the Arizona Rams as the next two games, but they got blown sure. out in this one. He got to 18 carries and 73 yards, you know, and it's, as the league gets bigger and bigger in these games, the defense starts to open up and, you know, they're playing a little bit more prevent. And so I guess, you know, you can imagine that even in a non-competitive game like it was today that, you know, there's still ways to get volume. And uh, But, you know, he's not using the passing game and you have to wonder, you, you know, it's you're right. 18 carries is 18 carries and in, in four games of 14 plus carries. In a 12-team competitive league, that's probably deserves to have a roster spot. I don't know, you know, and now we are. We're going to get in a 16 by next week. So there's going to be a lot of people out, and you just might have to do it. You might have to hold your nose a little bit, but you'd rather do that with a guy getting 18 carries than having to get some guy that, you know, you're hoping to get six carries in the backup role. Yeah, 18 carries to turn that into 73 yards against the Colts. On the other side of this game, Funston, let's quickly talk about T.Y. Hilton. Now, of course, uh, with T.Y. Hilton, we should probably not be surprised that uh, in his first game back, he left with a calf injury toward the end of the game. But while he was out there, he was doing T.Y. Hilton sorts of things. Funston, four catches for 90 yards. Let's say Monday, Tuesday, before we're making claims, we get word that Nothing to see here. It's just a minor thing. He's going to be good to go in week seven. How do you look at T.Y. Hilton going forward? Yeah, I, I thought he looked good. Uh, you know, I got a chance to watch a bit of him, and I, I thought he looked like a guy that was, you know, uh, feeling good until he until he hurt his calf injury. And, you know, everything that I've ever heard about T.Y. Hilton is if he can possibly play, he'll play. He sometimes played through injuries, probably to his detriment a bit in, in the past. But if T.Y. Hilton's active, I'm interested. Um you know, Carson Wentz is starting to look he's starting to look a lot better. Um, and if you can get T.Y. Hilton and Michael Pittman working off each other, I, I think this could be a decent passing offense. So do you, do you happen to have who they're playing next week? I was going to look really quick. Uh, next week. Give me one second. I can get it for us at, up here really at quickly. San Francisco. At so, San Francisco. All right. That's not a smash spot or by any means. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Again, we're talking – Someone I might throw a few dollars at, you know, we know who T.Y. Hilton is. And just the eye test today from what I saw, he looks like the T.Y. Hilton I remember. And they get Tennessee the week after that, which we know has been a pretty friendly matchup for running backs or for wide receivers, excuse me, this season. So it could be a good spot. Again, you, you got it. We got to hear some good word on him because uh, this has been, you know, a couple of years now that uh, T.Y. has been dealing with a lot of these nagging injuries. And so to see him go out in his first game back with another one that could be a nagging sort of injury, obviously, you know, makes you uh, maybe a little bit hesitant to want to go after him. But again, the four carries for or the four catches for 90 yards, making some things happen down the field. He was doing T.Y. Hilton things while he was out there. And there can be some value in that with all the buys that we have coming up and as you said a six team bye week next week in Buffalo, Dallas Minnesota, Chargers, Pittsburgh we're talking about some teams that contribute some no brainer starters at the wide receiver position week in and week out so definitely could be a help T.Y. Hilton if he is able to play next week Um, let's talk about let, let's throw the, the Cleveland running back situation out there, Kareem Hunt left late with an injury in the Browns' loss to the Cardinals. We know Nick Chubb didn't play. Dearness Johnson, Demetric Felton, they would seemingly be the next guys up. They do have a Thursday game against the Broncos in Week 7, so maybe Nick Chubb can't turn around just yet and play on Thursday. Again, I'm going to ask you, you know, we got to think about this in a way where we can you know, have a conversation. So let's say Tuesday rolls around, Funston, we know Nick Chubb's not playing. 
what are you doing with Dearness Johnson and Demetric Felton? Yeah, well, you, you would assume Dearness Johnson's a lead guy. I mean, it's kind of like when Peyton Barber looked like he was you know, going to have that one one week, and he did have that one he did week. Have it, yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess you kind of follow suit, but people don't have as much fab cash probably at this point as they did back when they were bidding on Peyton Barber. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, 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 I'd be in if I needed the help. I just don't know that I would be put, throwing a lot. I, you know, I'm trying to imagine: is there anybody that we've talked about that's worth a ten dollar bid this week? And if you just, if no you're way. at a point, you know, you know, six. Six weeks in, and you're like one in five, and you really need. Then maybe you're pushing that for a one game to get anything, but I don't think so. You know, it's it's you know seems like a five, six, seven dollar bid at the most if you're really hurting at the running back position. I think I'm I'm totally with you, and I think that holds true for really all of these guys. And again, like those running backs in Cleveland, that's a min bid situation. That's like a zero dollar bid. Like, yeah, I'll take him. He's probably better than like for week seven. He's probably better than the worst guy on my bench. So if I can get him for zero dollars. Sure, I'll throw him on the end of my bench and see what happens, but not really going to go crazy in that situation. Same goes for the Baltimore guys, unless we hear that Latavius is out for like a month. I'm probably not going to do anything more than maybe a buck or two on those guys. It's Bateman, it's Hilton if he's healthy. That's really the only guys I'm looking at with any sort of excitement this week. Is there anyone else you want to throw out before we wrap things up here? Um, well, along the same veins, and maybe it's a contingency bit if you're going after a, like an Ingram or a Dearness Johnson, I think Ramondre Stevenson's kind of like the boiling pot of water where you get the little tiny bubbles that start, you know, <laughs> I, I feel like he's starting to bubble up. I think, you know, we could see this be just a, a platoon situation in the backfield with Damian Harris, you know, at ultimately, if it continues this way, maybe being the 60 to 40, you know, the lead platoon and then Ramondre is a 35 to 40 percent guy but the interesting thing about it is he had the three catches for 39 yards today and if he's going to be sort of the backup but also being used in passing down situations you know New England the way they're constructed a good defense with a young quarterback this could be a team that really wants to lean heavily and heavily on the run and and, and do all that so I think there's more work ahead for Ramondre Stevenson who showed well today in a very you know eight total touches five carries and three catches but they had the touchdown uh it was a big moment when they brought him in for that touchdown Damian Harris had brought him down to the one but it was late in the, you know late in the game and uh they brought him in to, to smash it in so could be a goal line role for him as well yeah, Damian Harris, some of the fears uh, that cropped up around him based on those fumbles did not come to pass. 18 carries for 101 yards and a touchdown in the Patriots' overtime loss to the Cowboys. Uh, but Ramondre, Ramondre Stevenson definitely had a role to play in that game, maybe a role that grows as the season goes on. So probably not someone you're picking up to start in Week 7, but could be someone who does have a role to play in the fantasy world as we get into the weeks beyond. That's going to do it for this episode of the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us this evening or on Monday, whenever you might be listening to this. Of course, me, Funston, and Jake Seeley will take a much deeper, fuller look at what is a paltry waiver wire as part of our Monday episode. You can catch that on Monday. Should be live for you early afternoon. Thanks again for joining us. If you need anything still going on Sunday night or Monday night, good luck to you. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you.